This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, it's a box with a warning that gets ignored immediately. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal horror anthology television show, Tales from the Dark Side, and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss. With me is my good friend Matt Rose, but we are Sans Jen Hansen. Sans Jen. Sans Hans. Uh, <laughs> uh, good old Sans Hans. Uh, Jen is under the weather, and we wish her a speedy recovery. Since we're doing business at the top of the show, a big shout out and a we're so happy for Sean Clorin, friend of the show. He just told us that uh, him and his lovely wife had their first child and it is a bouncing baby boy. And we are very, very happy for you. Uh, so yes, congratulations. congratulations. And another child that will carry on the dark side. <laughs> dark side legacy. Um, today's episode is called Do Not Open This Box. Uh, it is customary around these parts that we guess what this episode is about based uh, on title, title alone, alone, which That's is pretty brave. So if brave. I, if I do say so myself. The word hero gets bandied Man. about. <laughs> uh, we also leave it up to you, our faithful listeners, to give us your best dark side guess and what we call the dark side guess. We will announce the winner at the end of the episode. So you have to listen to win. You have to listen to win. Listen to win. Also, you have to participate <laughs> to win. <laughs> yes, we should we should we're not just going to give random people gift cards. No. You have to make a guess. The people who are winning are doing the work. work. Yeah. And that's why they win. Yeah. If you're out there not participating, get, not, not going to win. Get in. Get you if you're listening, <laughs> step 1. Participate step, step 2. two. And we'll tell you exactly how to do that later in the episode. Uh, so do not open this box. Maddie, you said yours was super close. Yes. Uh, what okay. do you got for me? So do not open this box. It's Christmas Eve when a delivery man drops off a mysterious package. Attached is a simple note describing the purpose of the box. It holds a demon who can grant wishes, but at the steep price of one human soul. Will the family resist the temptation, or will they open the box? See, you are so close. And yeah. I, the your little touches, I think, could have taken this episode a little bit further because you were like, you're 75, 80% there. Yeah, yeah. I, w I was really surprised when the episode started going on. I was like, oh, my God, a delivery man. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, here's mine. Uh, do not open this box. It's a carnival of delights where nothing is off limits, but there is only one rule. You cannot open that box. But what if that is your most pure desire? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't... I think it all would lead the same place, but... Yeah. I mean, the box at the end of the day is kind of a MacGuffin in my Yeah, mind. yeah, it absolutely... 
Absolutely. It, it actually reminded me of, the, I think it was a Richard Matheson story called The Box, um, where uh, this box gets delivered to the house, and if you press the button, you will get a million dollars, but someone you don't know in the world will die. die. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, these people have to struggle with, well, are, you know, are we going to take the million dollars or not? And, you know, the thing that you eventually, you know, get to realize is, well, the, the, the person you don't know that's going to die is the last person that had the box. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I, I, like, as soon as I saw, do not open this box, I was thinking like, huh, I wonder if it's going to be like, a like a the box type thing, but it it for the it, most part was was different enough where I for a moment was hoping that it was going to be like that UCB sketch bucket of truth, uh, where uh, <laughs> Detective Lunatic uh, <laughs> uh, looks into the bucket of truth, then screams up to God, "I already know that." <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, none of our guesses were correct. So, Maddie, hit us up with the sweet deeds. Okay. Uh, so, do not open this box. Was episode fifteen out of season four. Uh, it aired May 15, 1988. Holy God. Yeah, I know. Five eps left. I know that is bonkers. Uh, the description from IMDb was: Charles is a meek inventor living with his greedy, nagging wife Rose. Not her name. Her name is Ruth. Ruth. Uh, The mail brings them a misdirected box saying, do not open this box. When the postman comes looking for it and says there will be hell to pay if he doesn't get it back. Also, not really true. No. (laughs) No, No, he comes much more hat in hand like, oh, oh, dear. help me find this box? Oh, dear. Um, So, uh, in this episode, uh, the cast was Eileen Heckert. Uh, She played Ruth. She... I actually won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for the movie Butterflies Are Free. She starred in The Bad Seed, um, episodes of Ellen, uh, Home Improvement, The Cosby Show. She is a very familiar character actress. Mm-hmm. She's been all over the place. Yeah, she. Uh, I, I think I think she did a really good job in the episode, but we'll we'll get to yeah. her. We'll get to her later. Um, starring as oh geez, what was his name? And they, he says it all the Charlie, time. Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. They say uh, it a hundred times in this episode. And in that moment, I could not remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was played by William Messina, uh, who started in movies like Carousel, All That Jazz, and The Tempest. And he was on a lot of TV in the 60s. The delivery man was Richard B. Schull. Uh, he had a huge filmography and on TV Um Movies that he starred in, such as Splash, Victor Victoria, um, and The House Sitter. Playing uh, Clarissa Sanders was Faye Gold. She had one credit, and it was this. <laughs> um, <laughs> she peaked early. <laughs> or, or she had a Twilight dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so as soon as the credits were rolling in this episode... Uh, I turned to you because we saw who directed the episode. Yes. And you were like, it can't be. Uh, the episode was indeed directed by none other than Jodie Foster, uh, which really, you know, blew my mind yeah. that that this is one of her first directorial things. I but- look at Matt and I'm like, it can't be. It has to be like Jode yeah. E. <laughs> Foster. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it it really was. Uh, it was written by Franco Amuri and Bob Balaban. Um, Franco Amuri 
was mainly known for directing. Uh, he directed uh, Monkey Trouble, Flashback, and then just a lot of Italian stuff. Um, I'd figured no one would know what the Italian stuff was, so I just went with Monkey Trouble. Monkey Trouble. <laughs> Thank you so much. Not to be confused with Monkey Hustle, which stars Rudy, Rudy Ray, Ray Moore. Moore. Uh, and then Bob Balaban. Uh, he has a huge... The laundry list yeah, he of has Bob a Balaban. Huge, um, uh, filmography. Uh, he is... Known a lot for 2010 for Close Encounters, uh, Capote. He was in uh, Isle of Dogs, but I think what a lot of people know him from are the movies he did with Christopher Guest, such as Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind. I think he was also in For Your Consideration. Um, very, very funny guy. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, fuck. Man lives in, in the, the sunlit, sunlit world. world. <laughs> I know, I know. I, without Jen, Jen it's so, I, it's so... while you were talking in the back of my head, it <laughs> went like, "How does this go when yeah. I don't? When <laughs> I don't, we don't, I don't have start Jen. things. I don't start things." Man lives in the sunlit, sunlit world, world of what, what he believes, believes to be reality. reality, but there is unseen by most an underworld, a place that's just as real, but, but not, not as brightly lit. lit. It's a it's dark, dark side. side. It's a real dark side. And the door from the dark side swings wide open to reveal brick a brack. You got the cutest little brick a brack. I just wrote birdcage, bunch of trash. Because it's just, it, it, this, you see this. <laughs> I wrote junk various. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> old white dude garbage picking. Um, and within the first 15 seconds, of him like walking around what at first i thought might have just been like a like a flea market or something because they don't really tell you where you are at right. first you just see him picking through a bunch of trash um and then as you start to see okay all right he's in his workroom and at that 16th second <laughs> is when this bitch <laughs> gets introduced you hear subtle lilt <laughs> of nagging she is the queen of nagging um it's just charlie are you gonna get this for me charlie where oh. are you charlie why haven't you come up here why are you ignoring me charlie like in in the uh lifetime that we've been watching tales from the dark side <laughs> um rarely have they really the henpecked husband and the um and the really strong nagging wife. This is probably top. This might be number one. Yeah, I now since I wasn't here for most of season one, painkiller is probably the strongest in contentious in, in contention uh, one that I can think of. But this, she's unrelenting. Like I don't know what they. I don't know how much they wrote into this script. And how much she just took and ran with. Exactly. Like, yeah, I... hey, if, you you kind of do this role a lot. Just uh, just go after him. Just, uh, just non-stop, non-stop. Check, 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 check. check, check. check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, check, 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 check. <laughs> Yeah, so she is unrelenting, and Charlie is has no desire at all to even talk to this woman. Yeah, he's he's, he's in his he's, he's in his own little world. He he likes 
making inventions um, that apparently never work, or maybe they do work, and she just shits all over everything he does. It's it's hard to tell. This is a great haunted exposition dump, though, mm-hmm. because in the first, they really get to it in mm-hmm. this episode. Like they they did not mess around with this episode. The literal gun that they set up in the in the first act here is the gun. That they use in the third, like mm-hmm. it's all everything is there, yeah, right at the beginning, and they there's a lot of economy in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she comes down and she's like, "What are, what are you working on?" And he goes, "I'm working on a universal fastener. Mm-hmm. You know, I want something that's really useful to people and will help keep anything closed." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "That's the gun. If 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 that is, if we never see that again." I will be shocked because I was like, okay, it's called what's in the box. Mm-hmm. He's talking about a fastener. They're going to use the fastener in the box. Mm-hmm. And so he keeps messing with with this thing throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she, I mean, when we say she's unrelenting, we are not kidding. Every word that comes out of her mouth in this episode, and she carries the episode as far as dialogue is concerned. Yeah, because he just yes dears. Yeah, everything. Yeah, he doesn't so much as raise his voice in the episode. It's just yes, dear. I know, dear. I'm sorry, dear. That's I can't, dear. Yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> so. I think that this it's is truly at this point that she sees the box. The box. Yeah, what's what's this? What's in the box? I I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know how that got here. And so, of course, the first thing she does is look for something to pry it open. Right. She grabs like a scratch all and she's yeah. like, "I'm going to pop this fucking thing wide, wide open. open." So, she starts to pry it open. Um she gets it and there's nothing inside. It's just a. Uh, it looked like a velvet-lined box or something along those lines. Yeah, nothing, nothing special or out of the. It ordinary. looked like it had like a little flip-up. Yeah, like it had a compartment in it, but yeah, it was not much of anything. Yeah, and so she says, you know, just just like you, what a what a waste, of, what a waste of time, what a piece of garbage, and she puts it back in the garbage. Um, or no, so it, I think it was on the table, and then she puts it in a garbage can. Yep. Um, and almost immediately, pop, pop, pop. There's a knock on the door. Speedy delivery. Yeah, Speedy it's, delivery. It's a, it's a delivery man, and he. I don't think he really has a coherent sentence in the whole thing. Um, it, like in in this whole segment, it's just well, I'm I'm looking for. I don't know if you've seen. Um, hold on. I, I have paper. It, it just goes on like this for like 20 seconds where you're, you know, you know why he's there. He's looking for the package. Right. He just can't get it out. And so eventually. I don't know why does, they wrote him like that. I, I don't either. Um, but I, it was, I understand that they wrote him like kind of tail between his legs, mm-hmm. but he was like, I'm, uh, I'm looking for a box. It's about uh, this size. And, uh. Just it has words on it that says "Do not open this box." And 
if I could just get that back unopened, of course. He says unopened, of course. Of course. Like three or four times. Three or four times in this episode. Uh, that would be great. And sh- she's like, yeah, we can't help you. Well, she says, hold on for a second. And she takes her husband to the side, which to me is immediately suspicious. If I was that delivery man, I'd be like, look, I know you guys have the box. There's no reason why you would pull each other aside to discuss whether you have the box or not. You obviously have the box. Yeah, but also I just, I really need to, look, I just, I think we fucking take this guy for a ride. <laughs> yeah, I'm right here still. Yeah, I can totally still hear you, everything close. you're saying. But you can tell that Ruth is like, all right, we're going to take this guy for a ride. Yeah, I, she's going to hop on that gravy train. <laughs> because he, and she knows it early, but he verifies that it's a gravy train when he goes, I would do anything. anything. Or I would give anything to, to get, get that box back. And that's when she cocks an eyebrow and says, anything? And uh, I believe that is the act break. That is the act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. right through this yeah we are we are tearing through this episode um that was the theme from sanford Sanford and son Son. if you've never seen that the story of two uh two garbage men Mm -hmm. well two garbage men collectors pickers uh well i guess is the fred the the dad uh i believe owns the junkyard yeah and lamont um I don't really I don't really ever know what Lamont really did. He aside from getting in trouble. He drives a truck around and gets more junk for the junkyard. I I guess. I don't know. I thought he was always like on some kind of get rich quick scheme. Or maybe that maybe that was Fred. I jeez, I don't Both know. of them were like, get me the fuck out of this, this garbage pile. <laughs> I really don't want to be in this business. All right, we're back. And this entrance of ruth oh i I cannot wait to hear what you what you thought about this well she enters like endora from bewitched i wrote that she enters like the grinch the grinch that stole b arthur (laughs) (laughs) oh it is a straight up mod outfit yeah (laughs) I, i i for real I had to do a double take because I thought that Mrs. Roper just walked in there. Remember when they made capelets dresses? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what she comes in. And it is lime green. green. Oh, they are not joking around with this. And the sleeves on the inside, I want to say, are pinky? It's, it, or white. 
I think they I think they were pink or orange or something. Like it she, was it looks like a it's a real watermelon mess. It's <laughs> and she's got jewels all over the place and Yeah, and uh they're getting ready to go to a party and Charlie is still working on the uh the fastener, the right. universal fastener. Yeah, because I wrote he is at his workshop. He's at his desk, his bench. And it is Gear City, USA. Yeah. <laughs> Just looking at gears, 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 gears. And she is, again, she's like, well, I'm a winner. So you know what that means about you, You're buddy a boy. loser. You yeah, like, boy. like being a winner is somehow a zero-sum game. But sure, sure, lady, whatever. She, and she's, and she, they don't tell you in the episode, but... Why she's wearing all these fancy clothes and why she's doing everything is that this was her price to recover the box for the delivery man. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, you could take that leap, but they don't spoon feed that to you. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and they they must have done the deal. I did not realize that they hadn't returned the box yet. Yeah, yeah, that that... That is something that probably could have been a little better to find. Um, and also, it, it could have been better to find how they were getting all this new stuff. Like, right. It's, With all the talking that she did at the top of the second act, mm-hmm. she never once, at least my ears didn't hear, go, we're going to take that delivery man on such a ride. I mean, look at this stuff already. Yeah, look at all the stuff that he's given us. Right. And again... She's doing great. The guy is so henpecked. He's playing it perfect. Um, but do they go to the party and come back? Is there like a flash? Or is it still this? There is. It is. this Because he's not dressed yet. And then they they cut in on him and he's wearing he's, his suit. He's in his but suit. But he's still working on this stuff. And that's when um, his wife, Ruth, is is back down in his workroom yammering on about um how shoot what was that woman's name oh i didn't write her name down either clarissa sanders oh clarissa sanders said her bracelet was was ostentatious ostentatious. um and can you believe that and blah 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 she is so rude and and um charlie's like i don't really think that that's what she meant you know I, i i that doesn't seem like the kind of person she is and that's when his that's when Ruth just really turns the hen pecking up to eleven, <laughs> right? And says that she's gonna leave him if he, you know, if he keeps defending other women and right. stuff. Where it was like, maybe maybe you should just take it as a hint to to not be such a bitch, <laughs> right? Like maybe tone down bitchiness and like yeah. a whole twenty notches. <laughs> this um. There's a point here where the delivery man comes back. Yes. And the delivery man comes back and he's like, um, so you guys you guys find that box yet? Mm, still no, looking. We've been, we've been really busy. Yeah, you've been busy having me bring you all this free shit. Now, I need to talk to you about my kitchen counters because... Yeah, the Formica. And I need oh, wait, no, the Formica is in the third act. Right, but there's more stuff upstairs... Mm-hmm. There's the f- furniture upstairs. Oh yeah, I think they think they got new couches and stuff. 
when is it the second or the third act? When does the delivery man get a little one-on-one time with uh, with Charlie? Is that the mm. top of the third? Uh, or the yeah, I think I think it actually is the third because that's when Charlie makes him coffee. Okay, so um, the, he he shows up and she starts yelling at the delivery man about um how the bracelet was ostentatious or something. Oh, that's right. So and and that's when he, he he's goes, like that was owned by Marie Antoinette, right? Like all these things that he's giving them are priceless artifacts. Yeah, and she gets. He's like, well, that tea set better not be secondhand. It was like that it was, was owned by Louis the Fourteenth, right? <laughs> and she turns her nose up and says, "I only use new stuff." Where, like, seriously. How dumb is she? <laughs> right. Like, I. No, I'm going to crack a couple of those Fabergé eggs you gave yeah. me. <laughs> and there yeah. isn't even a yolk, yolk in here. <laughs> Garbage. Uh, um, I, so I think I think that's the act break right there. Yeah, there really she, isn't too much to this act. It just is. Yeah, it's they went to a party. Um, well, okay. Did they go to a party and were girls showing body? <laughs> oh man, I was not expecting a young MC reference. Sorry, <laughs> that that, that kind of caught me off guard. Okay, well, I was just worried that you know went to a party, girls were showing body. <laughs> I mean. I don't know what the next line. Is. I'm trying to think of what it was too. Okay, I was relying Marty. Go to a go party. party. Girls are dancing. Oh god! Trying to get next to somebody. No, I don't think that. <laughs> okay, Smarty. Go. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, but doesn't it? All I know is that. God, I really can't. I I've heard the song a million nope, times. Okay, we just gotta figure it out. <laughs> all right, we're just uh. All right, okay. All right, it's just okay. Now we know this part. We know that this is yeah. a song for all the fellas. Try to do what those <laughs> ladies tell us. This here's a chant for all the fellas. Try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot, shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females. Get jealous. Okay, smarty. Go to a party. Girls stand in the body. Ah, in the wall like you was Poindexter. Okay, all right. Next day's function. High-class luncheon. Food is served. And you're stone cold munching. <laughs> I can just imagine Jen listening to this later and being like, "You guys <laughs> lost your goddamn minds." <laughs> I leave for one week, and this is what the show descends into. I'll just bust a move, Jen. <laughs> you what? You've got it. All right. We'll be at the act break here. Yeah, this is the act break. We'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side <laughs> after this. 26 minutes? Oh my God. 
You know, I, I drove past the, the Dietrich Furs downtown. Oh, uh, the one that's on West Grand? <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine lives uh, right over there. So I, I drove to pick her up, and it was like, holy shit, Dietrich Furs. <laughs> Dietrich. Um, when we improvised one time, I didn't. I wasn't there. This is a secondhand story. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key was there. Mm-hmm. And I guess what it was, it was Echo Comedy. And he was in town. It was basically his mom was like, I need a favor. And I need you to do this birthday party for this guy. Oh my so it was like all of these go comedy people. And Brian Lark was there. And Keegan. Oh, jeez. And they were like trying to get to know each other backstage. And for some reason, this commercial came up. The Dietrich Furs commercial. <laughs> and... He started laughing, and he was like, my favorite part is the... <laughs> so then, you know, it was off to the races, and right. everybody trying to do their best. <laughs> Dietrich first. But that is um, now my favorite part of that commercial. <laughs> I forgot about, like, the call and response of, like, Dietrich... Dietrich. <laughs> uh, from anybody not from, yeah, from Detroit. the Detroit area, yeah. Um, Dietrich's Furs was a furry, I guess. <laughs> well, I guess it, I guess it still is. Yeah. Um, uh, do you think? I don't even know. Like, how in demand are fur coats anymore? Um, I think that there's still a population of people that do like fur coats. But I remember from sitcoms growing up. That the mink stole was the status symbol of choice Mm -hmm. of a high society lady. Yeah. But I don't feel like I've heard anybody mention fur. I think think because fur has become kind of unpopular because of the cruelty involved. Right. A lot of people are like, eh, you know, I'm good. I'll I'll just wear fake fur. Or or just not fur at all. Right. (laughs) Um but like you know, one one of my aunts has a lot of fur coats, and my mom actually has a, a fur coat or two. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that that's just kind of a relic of a bygone era. Yeah, for for most people, fur trim still exists, but like that full length. Yeah, yeah, fur coat, not really a thing anymore. Yeah, the <laughs> the spice the like coat, us. the coat of a thousand corpses. Yeah. <laughs> I wore my coat of a thousand <laughs> corpses. Andrew Lloyd Webber's <laughs> Joseph and the Amazing Corpse Filled Coat. <laughs> uh, we're back. Let's uh, let's put a bow on this one. <laughs> this, this episode's a quick nap of an episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it opens with charlie making coffee for the delivery man the delivery man notices and this is a real rube goldberg machine of a coffee maker <laughs> well hey i mean 
if you can think of a better way to make a cup of coffee than to have like 15 tubes <laughs> distilling it, I would like to hear it. It's it's water boiling. There's a there's distilled water going into a beaker that becomes steam that goes into the coffee maker, the drip. Yeah, I it it doesn't even matter. <laughs> we are focusing on something we don't need to focus on. I'm just trying to make the episode longer, man. <laughs> uh, so you made an audible noise when they showed him pouring the coffee, though. It looked like motor oil. oil. It yeah, did it was not look like good coffee. Yeah, it looked flowing like waterfalls. <laughs> it was just gross, gross and oil. I like I like a strong coffee. Don't get me wrong. But this really, it did look like motor oil. Yeah. and uh, Or chocolate syrup or something like that. <laughs> but these two grinning bastards drink it up. I think that they were just glad that Ruth wasn't in the room. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> and uh, we finally get a moment where uh, he can talk to, uh, the delivery man can talk to Charlie, hmm. un, 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 unencumbered by Ruth. Yeah, and so he says, you know, I noticed that you haven't asked for anything. And Charlie says, I don't really need anything. You know, the only thing I really want is to make an invention that is useful for other people, that helps other people out. And um, I think that within three seconds of him talking about his goal, and it's not an unrealistic goal, it's a good goal, he then... You know, basically just called forth the devil and <laughs> Ruth shows up and starts henpecking him again. <laughs> she comes in with a real putting on the Ritz outfit. <laughs> she is wearing a flapper dress. She's got long gold chains. Um, yeah, the, the the wardrobe choices choices in this episode were interesting. And all that jazz. <laughs> Uh, man, she is really living it up, and the delivery man is there, and he's like, uh, I, I'm, I really need my uh, package here. So yeah, if you guys could stop taking me for a ride and, and give me the box, I would really appreciate it. Now, is there another scene, meaning like, do they take a break, or does this continue? It continues. Okay. So uh, she gets a bracelet from him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is beautiful. And that's when she starts in on the Formica countertops. And and that's when he says, like, look, no, I can't do this anymore. You guys have pushed me too far. I really need that box. I need it now. And he takes a slip of, or takes an envelope out of his jacket pocket and hands it to her and says, and she hands it I immediately tried, to Charlie. I tried to be fair about this. And he op- uh, Charlie opens the letter, and it's a notice of repossession. He's going to be taking back all of the things that he gave them, and he wants that box. Yep. And What's in the box? What's in the box? Uh, and Ruth orders him out of the house. Charlie, call the police. I want him out of the house. And, and Charlie's like, hey, but this is a note of repossession. She takes it, and, and she throws, throws it, it in into, the the, fire. into the boiler. Yeah, yeah. into the boiler. Where they put Fred Krueger. Yep. Put him in the old burn machine. 
Because the moment that anything flammable goes into a boiler. <laughs> yeah. And this this was obviously not just paper because it like kind of flashed when it went in. Yep. Some might say flash paper. paper. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So the camera starts doing shaky cam. Yeah, everything starts to shake. Um, she She's upstairs. She runs upstairs. She runs back downstairs. Pretty neat. Pretty pretty good effect. Used a great effect. But now she's back in the first dress that we saw her yeah, in. Yeah, they're, they're basically back to living... Uh, I don't want to say in poverty, but they definitely do not have the expensive items they used to and she says it's all gone the couches the <clears throat> the, the i don't even remember what else she Every, said. everything's gone yeah everything's gone the and then uh gone. charlie's like hey ruth totally look at yourself in the mirror yeah yeah you should probably check yourself out and she's oh no <laughs> it was i'm back to regular mod yeah <laughs> for a minute <laughs> for a minute there i thought i was fantastic Alas. Uh, so alas. then she's like, well, uh, uh, hey, he, oh, look, look at this. Here's the box. Like, he couldn't just see that the box, the box was, was on the in work. A tr- in a trash can. <laughs> yeah. So, well, no, I think they had it on the workbench now. Oh, was it on the workbench? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you couldn't see the box that says, Hello, do not open Mr. this box. Thompson. <laughs> I think he's talking to you. Uh, so she hands the box back to him. And he takes one look at it, and he goes, this box has been opened. And she's, well, well I mean, I yeah, but we just peek. took a tiny peek. I was pretty specific. The box should not be opened. In fact, I said unopened, of course. Yes. Multiple <laughs> times time. in this episode. <laughs> uh, and so he tells her, because uh, she said that the box was empty, and he said the box actually wasn't empty. It contained one human soul. And in my brain, I go, Matt was right, <laughs> even though I hadn't heard your guess yet. Like a week ago or two weeks ago, uh, two episodes ago, you said a human soul, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. like, "Matt's gonna make a human soul guess." I know it. Yep, I I did. <laughs> uh, so that's when he says, "You know, I I am owed one soul. I need a replacement soul." And she says, "You want our souls?" And he says, "No." Just one of yours, and so Ice she cold. starts to she starts to freak out a little bit. <clears throat> and he, one soul at midnight. Yes, he says, "I'll pencil you in for midnight." After he went over, like, hmm, let's see. This Cairo was, is five p.m. New York is six p.m. This was such a time filler. Yeah, like, yeah. Couldn't make the room shake for another three seconds. Yeah, like. <laughs> so yeah, he just starts naming random cities. <laughs> But I can't be in Uzbekistan for another t- and, mm, and carry the three and midnight. How about <laughs> midnight? Midnight uh, your time, of course. Yes. Uh, see you then. And then he uh, he disappears. I guess. Um, actually, didn't he disappear into? Oh wait, no, no, he didn't. Um, so it's midnight, and Ruth is is pretty scared because i think she knows it's her soul that's gonna be right she totally does Um, so she's like uh charlie if you if you've ever done anything right in your you know miserable life make sure it's right now i need you 
I need to you, whack this dude. Yeah, I need you to murk this dude. I need to take this Merc's razor, <laughs> and I need you to draw it across his throat. So, or this steak knife. So he shows up, and he's talking about how uh, you know it. There actually wasn't a mix-up, and we were supposed to come here. I, I was looking at the records, and so this was he's a, got his back. This to was them. a pickup. This was not a delivery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. So she, you can see her like nudging him while the delivery man's back is turned, and Charlie picks up the knife and he and just can't, can't do, do it. it. And so Ruth grabs it and stabs him in the back. To which the delivery man is just like, "Okay, before we do this, okay, never in my life did I think that this was gonna happen. That this was the result of getting stabbed, stabbed in the, the back. back. <laughs> oh, that you turn into a devil." <laughs> that by, by just a subtle stab in the back that you become a devil and also become a human Ten Commandments machine. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was that, that was a, a bit weird where he was just like, thou shall not cut thy neighbor, thou shall not steal, thou shall not murder. Do yeah. <laughs> and then th- that's when Ruth is just like, ha, ha, ha. It was it was a weird part, um, but yeah, he he basically turned into evil Spock because <laughs> he got a goatee. Yeah, he got a goatee. Obviously, if some, he's a devil, he's gonna have a goatee. They slicked his hair down. <laughs> they uh, put a little red on him. Did he have a little red on him? Uh, well, I think that they they uh, they a had name. a red um, filter below, like a, a what are they called a gel? Yeah, uh, below to like cast red light on him. Okay, that makes and, sense. And then there was like steam, and he just you know lets loose. Uh, <laughs> I've got you now. Yeah, and uh, shit. He, I guess he takes. Yeah, that's where he takes the wife, right? And then there's a puff of smoke, and I think it's so. It's at oh, the, that's that's where he puts the um. The locking mechanism right. on the inside of the box. So there's there's the puff of smoke, and then it it leads you to believe that a little bit of time has passed, mm-hmm. and then it's back at the workbench, and Charlie goes, "It's finished," and you can hear Ruth's voice, but it sounds like I'm in the tin can. <laughs> it's man in the box, yeah, <laughs> you know, just like well, it's gonna break because none of your stuff works, and it's all terrible. And You're a stupid. And what you... <laughs> No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> Mickey Mouse is in the box. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm in the box the whole time. Pluto. Oh, oh, boy. Anyway, Ruth, come over here. So he installs the fastener at the top of the box. They close it. And that's when he tells him, you would have to destroy the box before you could open it. So the gun goes off and he is created... An unlockable mechanism for this for this soul. Mm-hmm. So this soul will always be in this box. Yep. And uh, the delivery man leaves. Wait, he doesn't just leave. Did he? Did he go up in a puff of smoke? Now he goes. Okay. Now he goes into Smoke Machine the movie. <laughs> uh, he looks at Charlie and he says, "Goodbye, Charlie." Poof. <laughs> <laughs> And Charlie goes back to his uh, his workbench, and there's a knock on the door, and it's Clarissa Sanders, and With, uh, she uh, she brought him a cake. a cake, yeah. 
And Clarissa Sanders is also talking at Charlie, but with compliments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's the anti-Ruth. She's like, well, I finished this cake and something told me just bring, bring it, it over to Charlie's. Oh, oh this is this your night? workroom? It is so nice. I like a lived-in lived in feel. Yeah. <sighs> and, I mean, the, the sexual tension is oh, palpable. You could tell, like, Charlie was just like, oh, God, another woman. <laughs> I just want to be in my bench. What do I have to do? <laughs> I just saw a Faustian deal go sideways. <laughs> How? I need some time to process. Can I mourn Ruth for a moment? No, okay. No. Yeah, that's uh, just I another. I guess woman. I didn't really need it, but <laughs> just build me up, Buttercup. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I made a fastener. It's pretty good. Anyway, sure. Yeah, I'll have some of your goddamn cake. <laughs> if it'll shut you up, he turns a real piece of shit. <laughs> it's like once he's allowed to talk, you find out that he's the monster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just choke you while I sleep. <laughs> uh, that's the episode. Yeah, not bad. Not I bad I really enjoyed it. Uh, let's go to the writers' room real quick. Is there anything that you would change? Uh, the, the, I think that I kind of liked my idea at the beginning a little more. Of them wrestling with the idea of should they open the box or should they not. Um, I I I liked this, and I liked the the performances for the most part. Um, I did think that there were parts where they really should have clarified that th- how long they were taking this delivery man for a ride. Um, mm-hmm. how, you know, I mean, they, they just could have given us a little more, I, I don't want to say filler, but well, they could have explained <sighs> things a little better. Okay. I, I agree where my head just went is the, the mystery wasn't the box, mm-hmm. but I feel like that had more legs than we just watched a bartering scene. Yeah. Like the whole episode is really a, a bartering scene, mm-hmm. which isn't terribly interesting. The characters really are what made it interesting. Mm-hmm. But I would have, pref- I almost would have preferred if they, she didn't open the box and the delivery man comes and then they open the box at the end. Hmm. And then he goes, I need a soul at that point. Oh, that's where he would say that there wasn't the mix-up and that, that he came for a pickup and not a delivery. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, I came here to make your life better, and you took advantage of me at every turn. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's time to tell you the truth. I'm a devil. I'm a devil. <laughs> Thou shalt not steal. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, that's kind of... That's kind of a whole thing with this series is sometimes I think they go after the wrong thread in yeah, the stories. I can, I can see that. But it wasn't a bad... Th- I had a good time. I'm going to rate it high. Yeah, me I, too. I liked how it was acted. I liked how it went. Um, so let's see. On a scale 
from one to ten empty soul boxes. Empty soul boxes. <laughs> how many do you give it? I give it an eight. I gave it eight too. I really liked it. I highly recommended episode. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a must watch. I don't think watch. it's a must watch, but I think that it is one of the stronger entries in and the series. I do too, and very happy to see season four kind of have some of the best episodes yeah, absolutely. Of, of the series. I'm I'm glad that it that it didn't just turn into turd after turd after season one after season one. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we definitely had some of the worst episodes in this season. Yeah, we've had but, some tough ones. Yeah, but we also, you know, we had some of the best too. So, I mean, how many must watches have we already had? In this season, I think we've had two or three must yeah, watches. That's, I mean, in in all of season two, I don't even... We had one. We had Parlor, four, parlor Floor front. front and the Circus. Circus was, was three. They're all running together. <laughs> yeah, they, they really are. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say eight and highly recommended. Um, congratulations to this week's winner of the Dark Side Guess. Congratulations, Sean Cloran. You are the winner of this week's Dark Side Guess. Your tale of a gentleman's business inside of a box brought everyone a thrill, a chill, and a guffaw. If you would like to win the dark side, the dark side guess, all you need to do is be a friend of ours on Facebook at facebook.com slash T from the dark side. And we put up a post that says, hey, we need your guests. And if you we pick your guests, you win a ten dollar Amazon, Amazon gift, gift card. card. I can barely talk. This whole episode has just been nothing but me <laughs> slurring words together <laughs> and making the English language pay. Um <laughs> But that is all you have to do. Go to facebook.com slash T from the dark side. You can follow us on Instagram at T from the dark side as well. We are on Twitter at TFTDS pod, TFTDS pod. And you can email us at T from the dark side at gmail.com. We just got a, an email from a new fan, Alex. Thanks for reaching out to us. Uh, we have your stickers on the way. If you would like stickers, send us an email um, or hit us up on Facebook, Facebook Twitter, or Instagram, Instagram or whatever. Yeah. We've mentioned them all. Send a carrier pigeon. We don't care. <laughs> if you find one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be a little yeah. awkward for the bird to carry those stickers. But but also, if you find a carrier pigeon, take it to a zoo. <laughs> be like, I don't know what to do with this. I thought they were gone. <laughs> uh, Manny, am I forgetting anything? Try to enjoy the daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen. Matt Rose and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTBS Pod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.